are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Ulysses Sembrano, and on behalf of Kevin Weiss, we are the hosts of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Race is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Race. Also, be sure to follow us on social media like Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Race. And you can always email us uh, at LockedOnRace at gmail.com. Uh, if you have been an avid listener of this podcast, like of course you are, you might think, hey, this sounds a little bit different. This is not a a duo podcast. And you're right. Kevin Weiss is not available uh, for this episode nor the next. So uh, we're usually bulk guys, me and Kevin. We usually go, you know, three innings each and then give give the ball to the the stable, right, to finish it off. Well, this time I've been asked to uh, go go deep, go 60, go 70. Can you do that? And, uh, well, we're about to find out, all of us together, if that is going to be a, a good thing for all of us here. So, um, of course, we have mailbag episodes on Wednesdays. That's what we usually try to do. However, you guys have been responding so, so well to our call to action that we had so many that we were saying, you know what, let's do a Tuesday and Wednesday mailbag episode and get all of those questions, concerns, and issues regarding race baseball um, answered um, in a timely manner. So right now we're going to go to two emails, actually one email and one Instagram that are in the same vein. Uh, From Joseph Clark, he says, hello, when are the Rays going to realize that hitting a Bilau in the leadoff spot is not the answer? He needs to be hitting around fifth or sixth and Wander leading off. And David White on Instagram says, Brendan Lau is struggling in the leadoff position. Understatement in parentheses. Uh, who could you see being a regular leadoff hitter? So, This is probably one of the biggest concerns right now with the Tampa Bay Rays lineup is the fact that, look, Brandon has not been uh, himself uh, at all. Uh, And um, it seems like October has just followed him in a very creepy way uh, in April. And hopefully that stops soon, but it really has been frustrating to, to see. I mean, let, let's look at the numbers um, uh, in the season. Not 83 at-bats, 181 average, a 250 on base, 325 slugging. That's a 575 OPS, only three home runs. It's, it's, not, um, it's not the pretty numbers that you're expecting a guy who's been an all-star, a guy who has been an MVP of your team, uh, to put up and, and not at all. And if we dig deeper a little bit, I mean, everything looks not as you would expect uh, with percentage in the 19th percentile, the K rate, 35th percentile, um, the hard hit percentage, 18th percentile. I mean, that that's just not Brandon Lau and who he is. Um, 
the the walk rate is at fifty uh, in the fifty second percentile, which is okay uh, to see. But regardless, when you move on from an Austin Meadows, when you move on from a Joey Wendell, who both, by the way, are doing just fine uh, in the respective teams, you expect the big boys that are still on your lineup to produce. And Brandon Lau really has not been that guy to produce uh, for, for this offense in, in, in this season so far. Now, I dig, I did do a little bit of um, digging into why or at least, you know, where he fits in the lineup the best. And unfortunately for those who, like myself, think that maybe he shouldn't be batting leadoff, uh, well, I have very bad news. I don't think that's going to happen. I really think that the Rays really love seeing Brendan Lau at the top of the of, of the lineup, and, I'll, and and I can show you by giving you the numbers from 2021. In 2021, he batted first 239 at bats. 239 at bats, he was batting first. The second most at bats he had in the lineup was batting fourth. And that was at 85. So from 239 to 85, you can already see the drop-off, right? So if there's that big of a drop-off, why on earth would they do it? Would they back him off from, from batting first if they have seen, if they have shown, the data has shown them that, no, this is his optimal place. And, of course, when you look at the sample size regarding all of his, uh, of his uh, spots in the order – the best one is, you know, sample size considered, batting first. Why? Well, his average is a 276 when he's batting leadoff, a 364 on base, a 611 slug, which means he has a 975 OPS. I mean, if you compare it to the second most, it's 100 points plus that he that he's better when he's batting leadoff. So, I understand the frustration, um, Joseph. I understand. I understand the the <laughs> the grabbing of the forehead, which I'm doing right now as we speak, David. But it's it's not going to happen. It's they're going to stick with Brendan Lau at first. I think they shouldn't. I think they should probably give a guy like Manuel Margot a chance at leading off. I would love to see that speed and and what that can do in the base paths. Uh, Taylor Walls, a guy who's heating up, can he? Be a guy that that you do a, a, a lot, a little bit of the traditional hit and run type of plays w- with him at the top. Even Yandy Diaz. I mean, you could really get some some good production uh, by having Yandy at the top of the lineup. But those are three guys, David, that I w- I, I think would serve well at the at the leadoff spot. But of course, going back to the whole premise, Brendan Lau struggling as a leadoff guy. I think he would be struggling regardless right now. And, and so it, he's a very cold, hot, streaky guy. You're not going to get consistency from him. And, and well, you can get consistency from him when he's cold, he's going to be cold. And when he's hot, he's going to be the best player alive. But um, when you really want the one for fours and all that, and that's not going to be him. And that can be frustrating. That can really be frustrating. And so I think as a fandom, we're all feeling that right now. But uh, I'm going to sound like a broken record by the end of, um, of, of <laughs> this season. Patience. We have to be patient. Uh, 
honestly, it's, it's been 22 games, 23 games. We can't, uh, we can't think that this is the Brandon Lau of the, uh, of the, of the now or the future. I think he's just, he's a cold streaky guy, uh, that, you know, maybe he, uh, is more of a June, July, August type of fellow. And, and, and that's something that we're going to have to get used to. I mean, didn't we get used to Willie Adamas not being the player, the same player at home and on the road? Well, you know, foreshadowing, maybe that's something that we um, see happen with Brendan Lau in the future. But that's maybe for another day. Uh, we have so much more to get through. I hope you are enjoying this so far. And uh, if you're enjoying this so far, well, with spring in the air, it's time for renewal and growth. So personally and professionally for both. And as your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Maybe the Rays are posting jobs on there. I mean, the bullpen needs some help right now. That depth is really getting uh, tested right now. So maybe they're on LinkedIn. You can also post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Also, we want to tell you about betonline.net, which is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all of the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. And we all know how Kevin Wise feels about esports. You don't like it. Anyway, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Moving on from the first couple of mailbag questions, mailbag cues, um, we have this one next from Alex Devoid. Devoid? Um, he says, I have a hot take. I want Mejia in at catcher more than Zanino. Don't get me wrong. I love Z, but right now we need offense, and Mejia's bat is way more consistent, and I really think his defense has improved over last year. And there isn't too much missing defensively when he's catching versus Zunino. I really think if given the opportunity, this could be his breakout year. Also, Rene Pinto has looked decent too. Thank you for reading. Um, well, thank you for writing to us, Alex. So we appreciate any and all uh, DMs and emails that come our way, especially voice memos. Uh, voice memos would be pretty uh, handy on this type of episode. Um, but anyway, um, Alex, I you're not going to find a, a, a bigger fan of Francisco Mejia in this podcast than myself. I I love the fact that he's an anti-catcher hitter. And by that, I mean he's a contact guy who has some sneaky pop, who has some sprint speed to him. I mean, he just brings a different element, a different 
facet of what a catcher at the dish with a bat means than we have seen before. And, and there have been guys like that. Obviously, he's not a unicorn of sorts, but he's not the prototypical catcher uh, with a bat. Uh, that usually is more on the Zunino side. And maybe not so much power, but you get my drift. Low batting average, not a lot of contact, a lot of whiff and chase rates. So it's nice to see a guy who, who isn't prototypical, and that's Francisco Mejia. I do have to disagree on not losing a lot um, uh, defensively when Mejia is catching than when Zunino is catching. I, I disagree with that. I, I still think um, Zunino is head, neck, shoulders above Francisco Mejia defensively. And I, and I, I think that's an opportunity for Mejia to get better. Um, and, and kind of establish himself, not as a backup catcher, but as a, as a day-to-day catcher. Uh, I still think he does need to work a little bit better. Um, the blocking, uh, I think there, there, there's been some plays in 2022 where you see that he's not ready to take that mantle as a starter, uh, catcher. I think he has a possibility and I think he has the, 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 the ceiling for it. It's just defensively. He needs a little bit more work. Um, I don't really care about the framing so far right now, because with the framing, it's, it's going to get eroded by the time that robot umpires are coming. So for me that right now, yeah, you can steal a strike. And I know that's valuable. I think uh, I was, I I didn't know if I heard it or read it in an article, it was something like 10 uh, strikes or, or 10 pitches that are, pulled in a strikes basically saves your team a run. So that that's something to consider um, when you have somebody behind the dish that can do that. You're also helping your team win when you can frame those pitches. But really it would be for me the blocking and the, and the running game. You got to be a little bit better at controlling those two things. And I don't think Francisco is just there yet, but I think he can. I think he can. And, and, and when you have a guy like um, – like Mike Zanino with the tools, with the, 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 the background experience. I mean, I, I, I would think Francisco is just breathing, sweating and, and learning from, from Mike, uh, uh, every day. And, and I think he has gotten better, but he's just not there yet. Uh, offensively speaking. Yeah. I think the, the bad place more right now, when, when your team is struggling to, to, to put more than three runs on the board, yeah, you need guys who can put the ball in play. You don't need so many whiffs. You don't need, need, need so many empty swings, and which has been the case for Mike Zunino in 2022. Not a lot of damage. Only one home run so far. So Francisco Mejia would be the guy to have uh, in the lineup. But then again, how can you have the guy when there's COVID protocols? So it's kind of a mood point uh, saying, oh, I want Francisco in there. Well, yeah, but I mean, he, he literally can't be in the lineup so we'll see and you know shout out uh to my boy rene pinto i mean you know me uh, if you've listened to this podcast and if you can see uh god i hate this boom right there the venezuelan hat i always give my boys the venezuelan bump rene pinto is venezuelan so i always want him to succeed and do well and it's been nice to see him um in a raise uni uh, personally speaking, just to have a Venezuelan player that I can root for. And he already went deep. He has as many home runs 
as uh, both Francisco Mejia and Mike Zunino. So we'll see what they 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 see of Rene Pinto. I mean, he he did pretty decent in the, I believe he played in the Dominican League in the Winter League this year. And so um, he's a guy that toiled in the minors too, almost a decade, seven, eight years. So it's been a minute, and his major league debut really came at uh, a time when you know you you got to think that these guys have dreamed about this that that spot in their in their life so so much, and when it finally comes, you know they want to take it. And I think a guy like Renee is going to be very very. Um, motivated to to keep up in 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 MLB and and hopefully that comes with the production and but we we can't do anything about the the playing time but I I do see where you're coming from if you need more offense get the offensive uh hitting catcher there but um I I don't think it's as black and white as I used to think uh, you need guys, especially with the race, with the amount of arms that they go through, you have to have somebody who feels really comfortable all the time with as many as 12, 13, 15, 17 pitchers in, in, a, in a week's worth of time. Uh, I think that doesn't come easy. And I think that that comes easier to a guy like Mike Zunino, not only because of his you know, expertise and, and background, but because he's just good at that. He just that's that's one of the things that he really does bring. And we talked about that with Colin Poche when he was on the on the show. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I, I suggest you do. It's on YouTube. There's a playlist for player interviews and you can find all the player interviews that we've done there. Um, but yes, uh, Mike Zanino is instrumental at how well the Rays do with their pitching year in and year out uh, before we get to our last mailbag question of the day. I do have to tell you guys about a place that can save you both time and money, and that is Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? That doesn't make sense, guys. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Well, we're on the third segment, people. We have made it. I don't I think I've let in maybe a couple runs, you know, but I, I think it's a it's definitely a quality start. I am biased, so I'm gonna give myself a quality start. But you know what? The pen wants some rest. So I'm going all the way, guys. This is I, I know. It's race baseball, but I'm going all nine innings. Here we go. The last mailback question comes from Brenna, who has given us a couple uh, before on Instagram. And she says, mailback question, guys. Something I haven't really heard anyone talk about in all the discussions surrounding the race base running woes. Can any of the blame be passed on to new first base coach Chris Prieto? 
Linares already tends to be overly aggressive with his green light. Is it possible there's some bad coaching on the base paths? Thank you, Brenna, for writing to us. Always keep doing that. We love it when you guys participate in the show. So thank you for that. Um, Good question. Look, I think just like we have said about Josh Lowe, Taylor Walls, um, rookie guys that that you know need to be acclimated to their new role. The same goes with with Prieto. Uh, I I do think that the constancy, the stability of having year in year out the same coaches, Ozzy Timmons and Linares and. You know, before that, it was Baldelli and Montoyo or Quattraro and third. Like, that continuity, that does help. That does help. And it is very difficult to learn all of your all of your 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 runners, your players that are on, on first and, and work that out. And then not only that, but they have to know a little bit of the opposition as, as well. So it, it's... It's it's a tough gig, first base. I'm maybe not the toughest gig in the in in all of baseball, but it's definitely a tough uh, you know position. And I do think that there are some um, there's some learning on the job that's happening right now. Uh, I I think that's going to get cleaned up. I don't think it's going to be a major uh, DNA characteristic of this team. Uh, because this team does have really good base runners. I mean, even Brandon Lau, for all the negativity that 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 Brandon Lau is suffering right now because of his lack of production, he's a really good base runner. He is a really, really adept base runner. And he's not fast, but he knows how to run the bases. Same thing with Taylor Walls, a really good base runner. Manuel Margot, really good base runner. Yandy Diaz has gotten faster this season. Harold Ramirez is... His sprint speed is way faster than you would think. So this team does have oh, – and Kevin Kiermaier, hello. Have we forgotten about the face of the franchise for the last, I don't know, eight years? Wander Franco. This team is athletic. This team does have the speed. Um, but I do understand that there have been some – I don't know if it's early season season jitters. I don't know if it's been miscommunication like maybe it is what you're inferring. Uh, but it hasn't looked as sharp as we have grown accustomed to. And 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 race baseball, the race way has been pitching and defense doing the fundamentals right, and then everything else will just fall into place. That's why it feels odd this season because the fundament the fundamentals aren't really being executed as well as they have in the past. So then that, that you know, the, the defense has looked sh- um, shoddy from guys you expect to be gold glove winners. Um, it, 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 I, I don't want to say this, but it does feel like spring training was a bit short and we all know why um, MLB owners, but um, it seems like there has been a little bit of spring training in April. I, it just feels that way. And uh, I may be wrong, but I'm watching the games and it just feels like sometimes not a lot of PFP was done or there's not enough time to know who is going to cover the base or 
should I go to third when there's uh, the ball is right in front of me? <coughs> you know who I'm talking about. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, good. You didn't have to watch that. And that was a depressing end to a game. Uh, so, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, Brenna. And I, I think they're, this team is not like that. I, I Just like I don't think Brandon Lau is the player that he is right now, I also think that the whole team is not going to be uh, inefficient on the pace paths. I think that's that's something that they're usually really good at, and I think that, that we're going to see the trend upwards as the season goes. But um, that's a really good mailback question because we usually don't have one of those, so I appreciate the heck out of that. And I appreciate the heck out of all of you because you stuck with me for this episode by myself. I did it. Look, that's it. There's no more show. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to the Locked On Bets podcast. It's also free and available on all platforms. Again, I'm Ulysses Sambrano. You'll have me again by, by myself on Wednesday's Mailbag episode part two. So stay tuned for that. Again, thank you so much. Stay safe. And we're going to talk to you very soon. Uh, very similar.